Hello, and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 226. John and Wendy talk to Rachel Taculod. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you, John? Wendy, I am well. How are you? I am well. We I never in- asked, so I figured I would. <laughs> Um, I have, uh, I want to say I have still avoided the vid. Um, I got a notice after I got back from um, Vegas that I had been exposed. And it has now been 10 days since that time. So three years, it's going on uh, two years with no vid. So yay. You know, sadly, (laughs) it sounds like with the excitement of conferences and conventions coming back around. Yeah. It's picking up. It is. Star Wars Celebration, apparently. Several people I know that attended oh. ended up getting it. I think to your point, I think you maybe mentioned, maybe it was in one of your blogs, some somewhere you talked about wearing a mask, or maybe it was in our last conversation. I just it, it might, yeah, I did. You know, I kept my mask on on um, on the airplane. Um, there were not a lot of masks on the airplanes or in the airports. Um, I probably didn't wear mine as much as I should have walking through the casinos. I tell you what, even if this ever ends. Um, if I ever go to Vegas again and I'm walking through the, the casinos, I'm wearing a mask because that kept a lot of the smoke. That's out what of my you said. That's what you said. <laughs> I'm glad you have continued to avoid it. Something we don't want to avoid is the chat that's coming up right. Sunday. It's hard to believe it is that time again. It is June. It is Pride Month. Mm-hmm. And we're really excited that Anthony Paradiso is going to be joining us for a conversation about that yes. very subject. So excited. Uh, I mean... There, there's a few people um, that, few, few others that I would say we need to have this conversation with. And, but Anthony is at the top of that list of someone who can be a part of that conversation and, um, and help lead it in a way that is insightful and meaningful for everyone. I agree, and thankfully, we started talking about this in January. I think so. Oh, this wow. was yeah, one, we had, it's been a long time coming. Those of you may be aware, Anthony appeared on the show a couple months ago. Now he came yeah. back to the show, and we've been talking early on about this, and was really excited to be able to make that happen. So be sure to join us Sunday evening, seven p.m. Eastern. Yes. If you're listening to this in real time, this will be the twenty sixth. Join us then. If you can't join us at the time and you do want to participate later, just be sure to use the HR social hour hashtag in your replies so we can track it because we love putting that wakelet together. Wendy loves putting it together. I like being able to look at it. But I do know how to do it if, if worse comes to worse, but it, it really does yeah. help us as we track. And it's really hard to believe, Wendy, you know, now we're at that five year mark with the chats. That's crazy. And we yeah, started, yeah, you know, we started. Wakelet maybe what a year in or so we we used another yeah. aggregator before and then we went to Wakelet. There's yep. a lot of chat content There's available to, oh, to you goodness. if you want to go back and read some of those previous conversations. Yeah. There is a a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> and, you know, um, if you to the going back to like the 2019 chats um, or not the 2019 as far as a year. Um, I also tried to aggregate a lot of what we were sharing on Twitter when we would go to events. So you will see um, Embark, you'll see Namely's conference, um, HR Redefined, lots of great, great information out there. Um, and as I was, I was reminded recently, um, the wonderful North Dakota Sherm conference that we were both at that year, um, in sunny, fun, Grand Forks, North Dakota. <laughs> 
um, yeah, go back, check out the wakelets, check out uh, past chats and and feel free to to jump into those conversations. I think no one really cares about past conversations getting brought back up, especially when it comes to our HR conversation. Definitely check them out and be sure to join us for our conversation with Anthony. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a great one. And as we always like to say, if you have a topic that you would like to participate in, particularly if you'd like to co-host yeah. the conversation, get in touch. Let's let's talk about it because we're always looking for those topics because let's face it, what, 24, 25 chats a year we have. It, a lot of chats. It's a lot of a lot of <laughs> a lot of space to fill up. It's a lot of chats, but we love it. We enjoy it. And uh, I love seeing everybody at least twice a month. So I'm excited about tonight's guest because I believe we first connected through through one of the chats. I'm fairly certain. We don't ask the question anymore, but I think that's the case. And I know you had a chance to, to visit with Rachel mm-hmm. on, on your grand adventure at to Unleash. Uh, let's make the introduction and get started. Uh, yeah. So excited to welcome Rachel to the show. I do have to start her bio with Rachel is my favorite person that I really, really wanted to meet in person and sat across from her during dinner and through the entire dinner did not realize I was sitting across from Rachel. I think that was just the the best part, the the topping on the cake when we were exchanging LinkedIn information at the end of the meal. And I was like, you're Rachel. <sighs> Holy <laughs> that's for you, John, just so you can get the bleeper out again. When it comes to talent branding, Rachel does a little or a lot of it all. Her current role is Enterprise Talent Acquisitions Manager for the nation's largest casino entertainment company. But don't let the title fool you. She's a recruitment marketing powerhouse. With an eye on candidate experience, she gets excited about digging into troubled spots within the candidate funnel and designing usable recruitment marketing tools for recruiters of all skill levels. Rachel, welcome to the show. So, so excited that we got you on. First question, what's in your glass? Hey, everybody. It's great to see you too, Wendy. Um, that story is one of my favorite as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually just went and got a smoothie, so I'm drinking a tropical smoothie. We love those here. Um, they have a watermelon mojito right now. Yes, they do. <sighs> love it. And I'm not. I'm a sunrise sunset. <laughs> I haven't put rum into it yet, but um, that will probably be some evening after my workout when I grab a watermelon mojito and make it a real one. <laughs> oh, absolutely not a bad idea at all. <laughs> Rachel, again, really, really excited to be able to have you join us. And I look forward to hearing more about this story of sitting at dinner, not knowing <laughs> who the other person is, because that just fascinates me. And it sounds like a Vegas story. I have to ask, when it comes to our day jobs, how in the world did you get first get your start in human resources? Yeah. So it's a bit of another funny story. You know, I needed a job and I created a Facebook group and was like, Hey guys, I need a job. And it was back in like 2013 when you could basically create a group on Facebook and add anybody you wanted. So I added 300 of my closest friends, you know, totally close friends, Mm -hmm. added them in and then it exploded because I was in an area of the city or I was in a city that was right next to another large city and it, it never really got traction on its own on job search boards. It was really hard to like tell what was in the city that we lived in or whether we had to go to the next city over and, and separate that in search results back in that time. And so I created those groups. I grew them really rapidly to about 75,000 people between two groups in just a couple wow. years. And then at the same time as running, doing marketing and social media and project management and the advertising marketing space, full background there as well, uh, with the 
the job boards, they just kind of exploded and, and went off on their own. And at one point, one of my HR people at my role that was at said, why are you not doing anything with this? And so I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, and created some events, did some career panels, hosted career fairs and and found that with the, the marketing background, I was able to really get some traction at those events and, and really just become a connector of people in the community. And that that's exploded. And then COVID happened and all my events shut down and I handed the groups over to someone else and moved here to Vegas. Wow. I think you have to be the first person that got a job <laughs> by starting a Facebook group, at least on this I, show. Yeah. <laughs> You're the first person I've met that I've heard that from. That's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I had a whole business, yeah, and and actually, um, Facebook flew me out to Berlin several years ago with a group of about 52 other people, 50, 52, somewhere around there. Uh, other people from around the world had started groups that were really about community engagement, helping communities and recognize us as leaders and had us go back to our communities, what, what we learned in Berlin and, and teach it to different groups and hold events. So we uh, were able to kind of spiral out from that and that really launched me even more. Wow. That's so cool. That is so cool. I love it. I love it, Rachel. I just the the <laughs> the community build that that we've been doing, but you just did it on on a much larger scale and explode. And I'm kind of like sitting here, wow, going to Facebook flies <laughs> you out to Berlin for a conference, man. You said it was easier at the time, or when, when what you did then. Is it feasible to do something like? I mean, I, I just I've not heard of somebody saying no. I'm just going to start pulling people into a group and build this thing. Is no. it, it doesn't work quite the same way? It doesn't. You know, they have spam filters and things. I mm. literally just added people myself, and it didn't ask them to opt in at the time. It would just add them mm. and start showing their feed. So it was kind of like you're involved, whether you want to or not. Wow. <laughs> just threw them in there. Um, that only lasted for a couple months. That's when it first came out. But yeah, that's where I started. That's that's interesting. Well, and I think too the the marketing background really would help that. I've said it a lot that man, I sh I should go back and learn more marketing <laughs> as a TA professional um, because that's what we're doing. We're marketing. So now you do talent acquisition for um, well, not just a casino. You do it for a, a you know the largest casino organization conglomerate. Um, so what challenges are you seeing in the TA space, and what are you doing to help your team get out ahead of some of that? I think the biggest challenge I'm seeing is that there's too many options. So when you don't give someone a reason to specifically choose your organization, if you look just like the other organizations in the area, what regardless of industry, you know, if I can be a groundskeeper at any type of company, why would I choose this specific organization? Am I just looking at that extra 50 cents an hour? Am I looking right. at those benefits? Am I looking at the travel time? What are those specifics that are that are driving that over the edge and We've shifted from a place where we're, you know, everybody needs a job to a place where people have jobs. Now you need to attract them and pull them in. And, and the brand recognition goes pretty far, but it doesn't go far in all regions. Mm -hmm. There's going to be people outside of Las Vegas that never heard of us, but we have properties in their area. So it's, it can be challenging to get that word out and really talk to that voice in that specific market. I see that all the time. And I even mentioned it. So one hospital, most of them are very much identical. I'm sure, you know, entertainment industry, most of those casino, those hotels, those entertainment areas are very similar. So what do you do to stand out 
and get those, especially from an employee standpoint, how do you get those employees to want to come and be a part of that? There is a lot of work to be done there. And one of the things that I've been working with the team to do more is really help with this occupational identity, giving people an identity and an occupation. So we start really young. You can start with the company at a pool at 16, but how do you know that you have a future beyond just working in the pool, beyond just working on the floor at the mm-hmm. casino with an organization? So how do you show someone that they have a future to grow into versus just the next job? And that mm-hmm. broadening that education is a huge part of talent acquisition, right? And I have to imagine the landscape of that industry has changed so much. My assumption in the last several years and that it probably saw some major hits, but now you're back and better than ever or more growth. Is that a fair statement? So I'm pretty new to the hospitality industry specifically, Mm -hmm. Um, but in watching trends, yes, it it did have a a huge hit and then picked back up. Um, Everyone I talk to says it's, it's crazy comparatively what it used to be. Everything is kind of flipped on its head. So finding this space in between where we talk about the past and where we're going in the future and kind of connecting all the dots and not making too much of a push on that time when we were not on the market, you know, things were very slow. So things are no longer very slow, but they're also in the spirit in between. Rachel, one of the things that you do, and I think kind of how you have branded yourself as talent brand manager, talk a little bit about that and how you got started writing and that whole process. I've been writing for years, um, mostly internal or on projects that I'm on. So not necessarily in my name, Content management has been a huge part of my marketing background. And in my current role, we started rolling out a program to support recruiters and give them tools and training and resources for the new market, the way things are. You know, it's no longer just to just get somebody and put them in a role. It's really you're trying to sell to them and market to them. I started coming out with these monthly newsletters and these different tools internally and working with my broader team and my leadership to put those tools out. And I realized the more I talked about it, that people outside of the company needed this information, that it wasn't necessarily talked about in this intricate level. It was talked about in this this high level, you need this, but not this how you do it, even if you don't have all the resources. And so I started taking the things I talk about internally and kind of morphing them into a way that they can be used by everyone. What has your response been to the newsletter and, and putting some of that information out there? Yeah, so I've only put a couple out now. I'm, I think, about to launch my fourth one, and awesome. um, it's been incredible. Everybody is very receptive, very excited about the information, enthusiastic about getting actionable items instead of just this high-level concept. So I do think that I've hit it on the head with what they need and, and what the you know <laughs> what the industry needs right now. I've, I've had some companies reach out for partnerships and in, in launching blogs on their sites or articles nice. on their sites. So um, I do think that it, it's really needed right now and it is getting some really good traction. I, I would agree. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I would agree. No, I love it. I love it. Told a story a little bit earlier that how we met sitting across from uh, Mormitos, which hands down one of the best meals I've had in a very, very, Perfect. very long time. Oh my God. I mean, could not uh-huh. move in pain. We had eaten yep. so much and it was so good and I didn't want to stop. So much, so awesome to, to meet you. So I have to know, what was your top takeaway from the conference and how was it being back in person? 
To be fair, it was like my second or third in-person event just because I live <laughs> okay. in Vegas. I can't really true, escape them, true, right? True. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's easier so, for you than in South Dakota. <laughs> right. But it was the biggest conference that I've really been to in person. Um, I went to HR Tech last year. It was probably the second biggest just because okay. most of it was online last year. And so that, that network in person was a little bit smaller. At least it felt smaller. I don't know. Number five. <laughs> I think my biggest takeaway was that, you know, Everybody in every industry is feeling the same pain points. It's just different ways of talking about it. Um, I also, because it's a really big tech conference, I really got to understand that there's a lot of people who talk about tech and there's a lot of people that talk about HR and there's no interaction between the two. There's no like translator. And so I spent a lot of time explaining to my team members just, just things about tech because of how they were spoken about. So that was a takeaway for me is that we need more translators in between. And then just how amazing it was to see the energy come back and, and have so many people excited and engaged because that was just so much energy. in this. Yeah, there was a lot of energy from that. Um, and I think, uh, I think I heard uh, Mark, the CEO of Unleash, say Vegas is like on the on the docket every year now for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of excited about that. Um, but I like your idea. I think we, we do need more translators between HR people and, um, and tech folks. Um, I was actually, I had some sitting in on some training today and I was just like, Oh my God, this is horrible. This is the worst training I've ever sat in on my life. <laughs> Cause it was one of those click here, click here, click here trainings. And I'm like, I don't oh. have the software. So I'm watching you click and I'm like, Oh, I'm you're sending me through this training much too early in our process. Translators would be so key. So key. So uh, if someone wants to do that, that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a translator, but uh, that would, there's the next uh, high, high impact career probably. Absolutely. Yeah. Rachel, one of the things that we've done over the last bit of time to lighten our load and I guess to help translate, maybe translate a little bit for us, <laughs> is to have previous guests provide questions. In this case, Ben Travis asked, what are you thankful for? I love this question. It's a great question. I'm going to have to say my family and good friends because I took a huge risk last year and jumped ship on Southwest Washington and came here to Vegas. Didn't really have a plan. I picked out a house online and signed my offer letter three days after I signed my lease. So um, my kids, my teenagers really have been the champs of all that. They, they gave up a lot to move with me and my family in general and my friends have been all incredibly supportive. That's a good one. That's a good one. Rachel, it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, the half hour question connection. So our first question, because we already know you didn't set out to be in HR. (laughs) You started your career, started working. We need to know though, what career did you dream of having when you were a child? It's so funny because I never thought about having a career as a child. I, (laughs) I didn't even apply to college until I was like four months in my senior year. And my mom was like, what the hell are you doing? Right. (laughs) I absolutely would have been perfectly fine jumping in the Creek for the rest of my life and playing in the mud. Like did not have a plan, you know, but I had to have a living. So I don't know. Uh, I didn't really have a plan. I can't say that there was anything that I intended to do. I knew I was going to be a parent, but I I knew that I was going to work. I just, I have no idea what I intended to do. You know what? Yeah, I didn't really have a plan. Do any of us really have a plan? I was really hoping (laughs) that somehow you were going to translate jumping in the pond to marine biologist because (laughs) that has been been the answer of the year so far. Yes. In terms of the. I hate to break it to you, John. 
completely terrified of water I can't see into. Not going to happen. <laughs> if it's a pool, we can jump in a pool. It's totally fine. The creek, is like, the creek is like three inches deep. It's fine. <laughs> Rachel, who's one person you've gained your network in the last year that you think more people should know? Oh, my gosh. So the last year I have met, I can't even count how number of people, the number of people I've met over the last year that are just absolutely incredible in this space. Um, I think my number one is Kat Kibben. They are absolutely incredible. Not only have they become someone I go to for advice, but just in general, a, a good friend over time. So I think that, that that is probably who I would say is invaluable in this space and to connect with. Rachel, if you could go back to the start of your career, what's one piece of advice you would give yourself based on what you know now? I love this question too. It's kind of three-pronged. Um, get out of your comfort zone, follow your gut, and choose yourself first. Um, I've never had my gut fail me. Every time I've I've tried to logically outthink something, I've screwed it up. So uh, <laughs> learning to just trust my gut and run with things when it when it feels right it's been invaluable and, and really looking at making sure that I'm taken care of before I take care of others, because that whole, um, you can't take care of others unless you're taking care of yourself is absolutely true. So choosing myself. Rachel, how do you enjoy giving back to the talent community, HR community, even your community at large? I have absolutely loved writing these articles and giving advice and, and supporting people, troubleshooting, having individuals come to me to pick my brain. I love that. I, I find it so fun. And then in the past, you know, doing the the resume rewrites, doing the career fairs, the hiring events, hosting those groups, that was a huge part of my life for a really long time. And I absolutely loved it. And I figure someday I'll pick that back up and, and head that direction again. too. What is your favorite movie? <laughs> so my favorite movie is actually Father Goose. I don't know if any of you heard of it. <laughs> it Harry was a Grant? 1960. It, yeah, Harry okay. Grant. <laughs> 1964, Cary Grant. Yeah. Um, I used to watch it with my grandpa. And so I oh. literally will put that on and watch it. Fun fact I don't actually watch TV, like at all. So that's probably the only movie I will know anything about. There's like maybe four <laughs> or five, unless they're from the 90s. I might know. That is definitely the first time that movie has been mentioned on this show. <laughs> I always get very strange looks when I say that movie. <laughs> well, I'm sure. I'm sure. You may not watch a lot of TV or a lot of movies. What about your favorite or the most memorable live performance you ever attended? I spent a lot of time in the, or have in the past, spent a lot of time in the electronic music community, drum bass, house music, all of that. And I think my first show after COVID, when I uh, went downtown Vegas, Old Town, and saw DJ Dan, which is an old house music DJ, just seeing everybody come back out and so excited and dancing again, that was, that was pretty nice. Nice. All right. Even though you don't watch much TV, if you could be on any TV show either as a character or yourself, what would it be? Oh my gosh. I, I don't even know how to answer this question. I really don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> it doesn't have to be a, a recent one. It could be a past show, something you watched when you were a kid. I think I would, I know I was a big fan of the original Aladdin. So I'd love to be on site on set when they're putting that all together and doing the music. That would be fun. That would, I think so. Recently, it was announced that it's going to be Rachel Takalad Day all around the world. What are we doing to celebrate? We are going four-wheeling, and then we're having a bonfire and a barbecue. I can get behind that. I can get behind yeah. that. Do you do a lot of that in Vegas? 
No, absolutely not. I fly home for that. <laughs> I flew home last weekend to do that, actually. <laughs> no, it's here. It's pools and barbecue and mostly just the pool because it's too hot to barbecue. <laughs> I'm just getting in the pool. <laughs> there you go. All right. And finally, Rachel, if you could ask the next guest of the show any question, what would it be? Yeah, I would ask them what their biggest win is. I like that. Professionally, personally, doesn't matter in general? Uh, it doesn't matter. Okay. Everybody interprets that differently. <laughs> we don't answer them. I would right. say it's been a big win to have you on the show. Yes. Oh, well, thank you. It's been great to get to connect over the last bit of time. And I'm glad you and Wendy had a chance to break bread and not know it. That, that, that's just, that's a great story that you're always going to remember that, and that I'm going to remember how you two yep. didn't connect. Didn't I, I it's funny. Cause I kept looking at her the whole thing. And I was like, yeah. I know this lady, where do I know her? <laughs> it's like, I should know this person, but it was not like we went around and did introductions or anything. It was just kind of, you kind of no. talked with people who were in your general area and yeah. yeah. Well, lesson <laughs> learned for next time. Try to figure out, like, and ask, right? You know, right? <laughs> but you did connect, and, yes, and we were able we to connect with you t- here. And again, I, I'm, I really appreciate being able to do that. And I know most of our listeners are probably connected with you, but if they are not, best way for them to reach you out there. Yeah. So I have a website. It's almost launched. So if it's not up yet, there is contact information on it. Um, talentbrandmanager.com. We will have that in the show notes. And then, Wendy, how about you? Best way for listeners to find you out there? Uh, Best way is on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. And, of course, the second and fourth Sunday of each month, you will find me on Twitter, 7 p.m. Eastern time as part of our twice-monthly Twitter chat. How about you, John? JohnThurman.com for all things John Thurman. And for the show, hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. Listen, rate, review, share, follow, subscribe, whatever they're calling it these days, <laughs> whatever platform you're listening to this on right now. If you click that button, check the mark, hit follow, whatever it is, you're going to get that new new episode each and every week. And as we talked about on episode 225, we are rapidly approaching 300 total shows in the catalog. They're yeah. all available to you on these platforms. So if you wow. haven't listened, if you're just, yeah. if this is your first episode, welcome, go check out, you can listen way back. And there's yeah. some really, really oh, great stuff there. Way, way back. back. Way back machine. <laughs> way back. International listeners, we know you're listening. We appreciate you very much. We would love to have you as part of our conversation. Mm-hmm. If you're talking talent brand, if you're talking HR, if you're talking about having dinner with people you don't know, whatever <laughs> it may be, we would love to have that conversation with you. It is easier, though, for you to get in touch with us than for us to get in touch with you. So yeah. reach out and let's start those conversations. Rachel, again, really appreciate your time. And so for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect. Give back and Network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon.